welcome to the big interview bite size. I'm Graham Hunter and in each episode you'll hear an elite footballer tell a story that's guaranteed to brighten your day. All of them come from my podcast, The Big Interview with Graham Hunter, which you can find by searching on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Today it's Gary Neville from our very first episode. This is Gary breaking down exactly where his groundbreaking analysis comes from and what he hopes to achieve every time he steps into the studio. Punditry in my childhood and my probably early playing careers was incident-led. It was a moment in a game, a sending off, an offside decision, a goal, a bad mistake. So it was incident-led. Goals don't interest me. And that sounds really daft, that thing to say. The, you know, last week with the Charles Adam goal that scored from 56 yards. Fantastic, but it doesn't interest me. I've got no interest in it. it, it, it I, I get bored of it very quickly. Someone said to me, you know, show me, break that goal down for me, Gary. I couldn't do it. I'd just run it in. I'd run it in full speed and say, great goal. Well done. Because everybody at home can see how he's done it, what the goal is. And I'm not telling them anything they don't know. So I, I, don't, I don't treat the fan as, a, as an idiot. I was more interested in how and why rather than the incident. So rather than what happened being the incident is how was a game won, why was a game won. And sometimes that's the thing that interests me. And I think that when I went into to, to punditry, I, I always thought of the game quite analytically. I was lucky enough to play under great managers. I was lucky enough to play under even... Like of Terry Venables, who's somebody who brought the game down into its, into its individual parts. When I look at a game on a Monday night or over a weekend, I'm thinking which manager is outwitting the other manager, which player is doing something that's making the other player uncomfortable, and what impact is that having upon the game, and how could it have been stopped? So it's not just a case of what happened, how did it happen, how could they have stopped it, and closing the loop. So you're actually informing people at home about the whole process rather than just saying he got on top of him uh, in the game and he was better than him in the game and what a fantastic performance. Yeah, but how did he go about it and how could it have been stopped? So you're actually, and that's, that's the way I always find that. They're the bits I find interesting because they're the problems I always felt that on the pitch I was asked to solve. You know, how do you stop Robert Perez coming into a little pocket of space, Thierry Henry flying round one side of your shoulder and Ashley Cole overlapping? How, could, how, do, how do you stop that? At what point in your life did you realise that you had this analytical ability? That's, you probably didn't think about it as analytical then. You, you, you built your career, you were very determined, you had a certain skill set, but your brain evidently throughout your career came into it long yeah. before broadcasting. When did realisation of what you had and could see and do come I, to you? I think that Eric Harrison, my youth team coach, he insisted that we watched, the, we watched every first team game at Old Trafford. And he insisted we watch the game through the eyes of our position. So if you're a fullback, watch Paul Parker and Dennis Irwin. I don't. So when the, even the ball's on the left wing, you, I want you to look at what they're doing and where they are. So I always looked at it from a point of view that it wasn't the ball that I was following. Yeah. I don't think it was the quickest fullback. Um, I certainly don't think I was the best on the ball. But I think I, I read the game reasonably well. I very rarely got caught out of position. I did do obviously, but it, the worst thing you could ever I could ever think of would be that I would be in a bad position, that I wasn't in the right position to cover my, my centre-back or I wasn't in the right position to support my right winger. Or So how you watch a game is the bigger picture, what's happening, rather than following the ball. And I think a lot of people watch games, but they don't see the game. Mm. 
a lot of people watch the game but don't see the game at. On Monday nights, when we do the Monday night football, I watch the big, we call it the boot room camera, it's the big bird's eye view of the whole pitch. And for the first 20 minutes, 15 minutes, I'll stand there and I'll watch the big camera and get a picture of the game. And then you might come sit back down when you've got a picture of the game and the patterns. And then if something changes on, that you see it on the screen that people are seeing at home, you might go back to the big screen and think, well, what's happened? And so you're looking at the game differently. You're looking at it as a coach. That's how a coach would look at the game. I, I have no problem. I think once at uh, half-time, I think we spent four minutes on one corner, on one goal. I've got no problem with that. Because if you want to go and watch goals, go and watch the top 100 goals or netbusters, whatever it is. These are the programmes that we have plenty of them at Sky, don't we? Where we show goals left, right and centre. Match of the Day, I think, is a fantastic highlight show that captures every single game, gets all the goals in. Monday Night Football is completely different. It's completely different. It's about detail. It's about analysis. And I think when I um, started, I took the view that I wasn't going to dumb down that analysis. Mm. I think people at home watching are intelligent. They are. They do want to be informed. They're not just there to sort of see things that they've already seen at the weekend on another programme. They want something different. They want a more analytical view. And if they don't, then go and watch a different programme. Mm. I don't apologise for the fact that we might spend five minutes on a corner or a series of set pieces or just one pattern of play or one individual. I don't apologise for it. We're going to spend tonight, we're doing the, I'm talking to you now as we're going to do the Manchester derby, the 4-2 Manchester United versus City. And we're going to spend 20 minutes talking about that game. Just that game. Not showing highlights, just showing three aspects of that game. And I will not apologise for it. And I think people will find it either interesting or they'll think it's too much. And it's too much for some people. Mm. Reaching for words under pressure, reaching for different grades of words, it's extraordinarily tough. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It is, it, it's where you're pitching it. Mm.